Warning, this report may contain traces of nut. Yes. Coming up, Cobalt Blues. More on misrepresentation meltdown. How EV zealots get the facts wrong in the comments, mainly because reality doesn't suit them. John Cadogan from autoexpert.com.au and I get new cars cheap for buyers here in Australia. Website for that, obviously, or you can click the car that's up there on screen now. Recently, I reported on what I'd learned after driving 9,000 Ks or so in the Kona electric EV. 12 things that I'd learned specifically. One of those 12 was about cobalt, which is currently an essential ingredient in lithium-ion batteries used in EVs and, frankly, nearly all other portable electronic devices, such as phones, cameras, laptops, computers, things of that nature, tablets, whatever. I will link to that report just up there, okay? Just click that card on screen now if you have not seen it. Anyway, cobalt is also a significant human rights issue involving fairly grubby child labour exploitation in places like the DRC. You are not supposed to like this, but it is happening and it's likely to get worse as demand for cobalt accelerates thanks to the proliferation of EVs. Note that I am not saying EVs are bad, okay? I'm saying child exploitation in third world mines is bad. You've seen governments and car makers championing the virtues of EVs, doubtless. They're generally pretty silent, like deafeningly friggin' silent, on how they will ensure the cobalt they will rely upon to electrify transportation does not involve human rights abuses such as those in the DRC. Of course, this fact does not suit the world of the EV nutbag, and I got hundreds of authoritative-sounding nutbag fringe comments as a result. Yes. Like this one, just here, from Roy King. Remember, cobalt is used in the petroleum refining process to produce low sulfur fuels. It is in the fuel you buy and it comes out the exhaust and into the environment. Good luck recycling that cobalt into anything. Roy, dude, at the risk of introducing some facts here, cobalt is actually used in refineries as a catalyst and it basically helps desulfurize the fuel. Inconveniently for your hypothesis, catalysts help reactions occur, but they don't actually take part. And this is like chemistry 101. A catalyst lowers the activation energy of difficult to start reactions, but apart from that, they just hang around and look. They're the voyeurs of the chemistry world. And therefore, I'm sad to say, well, I'm not really, I'm just introducing the facts. I don't care how you feel about it. Therefore, Cobalt is not actually in any fuel that you buy, and therefore it does not actually spew from any exhaust, and nor can it enter the environment. So there's that, dude. And the catalysts in refineries are in fact quite recyclable. Refiners have been recycling spent catalysts into fresh catalysts and also specialist materials for many years now as this report from the journal Digital Refining back in 2013 clearly freaking shows. But apart from that, Roy, well done there, respecting the facts. Now, the following kind of misinformed bullshit was common in the comments too. 
entertainingly. Nice video, but please look up your cobalt facts. The biggest user of cobalt is the fuel industry. It's used to remove the sulfur from gasoline, used as in not recyclable. The cobalt in batteries can be reused, and it's much, much less used in those batteries. Okay, so recycling, we've addressed that already, and why go over old ground so soon? As to the biggest user claims here, I suppose the options are for us. A, take the word of a fake name dipshit in the YouTube comments feed, or B, use a source like Global Energy Metals Corp and, of course, numerous other leading industry references which corroborate these concepts. As you can clearly see here, the lithium-ion battery was the biggest global application for cobalt in 2020 by a substantial margin, and it has been for at least four years now. 62% of the 2020 cobalt market went into batteries, followed by super alloys, hard metals, ceramics, and pigments. Catalyst use is in the others category, and it's roughly half of others. Refineries represent the biggest application for cobalt in the catalyst sector, but it's a fraction of the amount which goes into batteries. According to GEMC, global demand for cobalt is up 30% between 2016 and 2020, with battery demands for cobalt jumping an incredible 58% in that time. It is batteries accelerating the demand for cobalt around the world, and because cars require such big batteries, this is largely a result of increasing EV production. Yvonne Reed now, entertainingly, with an equally interesting misrepresentation of reality. Cobalt replaces sulfur in refining petrol, which then gets a one-time use and burnt up into the atmosphere, where modern car batteries, which are using less and less cobalt with new tech development, not only last longer than the life of the car, along with being repurposed for stationary grid storage after, it can also be recycled in the high 90% rang, 95 to 99% at the end of its life. The fossil fuel industry is the biggest consumer of cobalt, and once it's burned up in an ice engine, it can't be used <laughs> again. Funny, funny, funny. Cobalt does not replace the sulfur in fuel, honey bunny. It's a catalyst used to remove the sulfur. We just talked about this. So it's not a one-time thing at all. They're very different things, in fact. And I'm sure teenagers in high school learn about catalysts. I know I did. Perhaps you were just, I don't know, absent that day. So, cobalt. It's not in the fuel, not burned up into the atmosphere. It's not used once. It is recycled. The fossil fuel industry, not the biggest user of cobalt. Apart from that, though, we agree. Well, almost. On batteries moving away from cobalt. There are batteries that use less cobalt, but commercially deployed cobalt-free batteries are currently um, pie in the friggin' sky. 
Panasonic says it's aiming for cobalt-free for Tesla, but offers basically no details on how this might be achieved. And all cobalt-free potential technologies are somewhat compromised, at least their trade-offs. They're not yet deployable for production in cars, for example, and let's not forget, they may never be. Battery chemistry is always kind of a balancing act in engineering terms with Three decades of diligent research already done and dusted. Like that early water is under the friggin' bridge. There are strong incentives to reduce cobalt in the industry and they're not based on cleaning up human rights abuses either. They're stronger than that. Cobalt is friggin' expensive. It's the most expensive component of a battery, all right? And production in line with increasing demand for batteries is likely to be unsustainable. So there are a couple of good reasons to get rid of it, or at least sideline it or use less or something. Gains in this department will be slow and incremental because brainiacs have already been on it for like three decades. Dude, Cobra is a cobalt-free battery research project funded by the European Commission, and it's running until 2024. And it's a long road from research to commercialization there, so I wouldn't be breath-holding on the zero cobalt battery, despite whatever EJ might say about this at the next battery day or investor briefing. So basically it works like this, okay? You reduce cobalt in batteries, but something like energy density is going to take a hit, okay? Batteries are going to get heavier for the same electric storage capacity, which is exactly what you do not want in an EV, and they might also not last as long either, or they might need to be recharged more slowly, or they might not be able to deliver the same kind of power density. And these are the kind of engineering trade-offs on on the table currently when you reduce the cobalt content of batteries. And apart from that though, valuable contribution right there, Yvonne, hashtag respect, well done. Although, if I might make just one somewhat presumptuous constructive suggestion, it might be an overall improvement to respect the facts just a little tiny bit more when commenting in future. As far as the cobalt is concerned, I agree that using child labour is wrong, but there is an astronomical amount of cobalt being used to refine oil to make diesel and petrol, whereas the amount being used in electronic equipment and cars is minuscule in comparison, and at the end of life, the cobalt can be recycled. I think we can probably all agree that child exploitation in mining cobalt is bad. But dude, that's about all we agree on here. In this 2016 report by JRC Science for Policy for the European Commission, catalysts represented 5% of global demand for cobalt. That's all catalysts, not just the petrochemical industry, okay? And the battery sector in 2016 used 10 times more cobalt than that. Last year, it was more like 12 times. Battery use of cobalt has grown roughly 21% since then, and it's going to keep growing, obviously. All this reading up, but big point missed. Oil to petrol processors use more cobalt than EV batteries and still do this unannounced as Tesla works towards batteries with zero cobalt. So to criticise EVs for using cobalt is to bow to the big oil bluff that they are not child damaging in more ways than just nasty fume deaths. <laughs> okay, so 
Digging really deep here for a point of mutual consensus with Patrick. <sighs> Nasty fume deaths. Yeah, dude, definitely bad. We agree. But I am not, in fact, criticising EVs or car makers or electronics manufacturers broadly for using any cobalt. And I'm not criticising the fuel industry for using cobalt either. What I'm doing here is criticising industry and governments for not taking a more definite stance on human rights abuses in the cobalt production process, which could easily get worse as demand increases for EVs and therefore demand for batteries. I'm criticising in particular asshole organisations that want to appear to be squeaky clean to the public, mainly by dealing with intermediaries and cutouts, meaning companies that appear squeaky clean because they don't exploit children themselves directly, but they are kind of happy to source unethical cobalt and use it to make components for bigger companies, right? This is like money laundering, right? Only the currency here is human suffering, and that is absolutely reprehensible. And finally, just for a bit of balance, Cobalt is used hugely, the fossil fuel industry as well, so they contribute their child labour problem too, and that no one really bothered about cobalt usage in those electronic devices and still don't. There are also countries announcing dates for the last sales of ICE vehicles, mainly large distance countries like Oz and USA will be late to that party. ICE will be relegated to niche transportation needs for a while after those last ice sale dates. Cobalt use in the fossil fuel industry is currently less than one-tenth of the volume used in battery production, and that proportion is set to fall as battery production continues to accelerate. Okay, so there's that. It's very hard to mount a counter-argument to these facts. Countries phasing out the sale of new internal combustion vehicles. You EV zealots, you are very keen on this, but you are also overlooking the detail here. So let me spell that out for you, shall I? Last time I looked, there were 195 countries on Earth. And at present, 14 of those have plans in place to eliminate the sale of new internal combustion cars by 2030. Eight more countries have plans to do this after that, including Costa Rica, whose plans are way out there on the horizon at 2050. China has such plans too, allegedly, but no proposed date for the introduction of any ban of this nature. So let's just add that up, okay? That's 14 plus 8 plus China's, basically, firm possibility of a definite zero ice ice, maybe, future at some indeterminate point in time, in total equaling 23 countries with alleged plans of this nature, most of which are really just political thought bubbles rather than locked-in legislative frameworks. Therefore, 172 countries have no such friggin' plans. It's very hard to argue with this arithmetic. 172 countries, let's not forget, that's 88% of the countries on Earth, by the way. And the countries that have committed to this plan of ice elimination, well, committed is essentially the wrong word. They've essentially just hooked up once on Tinder while they were drunk and high on green virtue, but 
not that rational on the planning. And let's face it, these kinds of commitments are easy to reverse and they hinge on a change of government or political whim, whatever. It's hardly like most of these countries on the commitment list are actually married to the friggin' idea. Just let me detain you with one serious aspect that I wanted to mention to you here at the end if you are a reasonable, rational person and you've stuck with me this far. You should be as concerned as I am, I'd suggest, at what these comments demonstrate more broadly about a really worrying trend that seems to be accelerating in society. There's a willingness among some people to argue for a position that is more or less completely divorced from the facts just because the facts are at odds with the way they want the world to be. And we all want the world to be different than it is, but some of us have to acknowledge how it is. We should all be able to say, I'd suggest, that human rights abuses against children mining cobalt wherever in the world is bad. If you don't think this, there's something profoundly wrong with you. I'm tipping the only people who think it's good are the assholes actually doing the exploiting of the children in shithole places such as that. If the governments and multinationals driving the demand for cobalt took a strong stand on this, then this is a frown that we could all turn substantially upside down. We might not be able to eliminate it entirely, but we could do something at the very least and make the world better. And yet, some people perceive my comments on all of this as nothing more than an attack by hey, tailpipe Satan against nothing less than the hallowed virtue of the clean, green, electric future. Yes. And attacks of this nature are absolutely intolerable. I'd argue that the real world has nuance. EVs are going to clear the somewhat toxic air in our cities and this will involve the exploitation of children in places like the DRC. And it's very difficult to have one without the other. A reasonable person would like the clean air but hate the exploitation and hence call for action on the latter. And I'd like to think that's what I'm doing here and now. But of course, the EV nutbag evangelist movement does not have to operate on a fact-based landscape. Hence, the majority of cobalt just goes into the fuel and up into the air and cannot be recycled, didn't you know? Because batteries are virtuous and no other position can be entertained. I'd suggest that inventing facts in such an ad hoc manner is not the way to solve humanity's problems. Not now, not historically, certainly not into the future. Respecting the facts and dealing with them is probably a lot better, you know, especially the friggin' inconvenient ones. But everyone gets a voice now, right? And the internet allows you absolutely to weaponize your confirmation bias, which I suppose for the weak-willed is far more attractive than dealing with actual reality, which is often enough such a bitch. 